a few notes on um, dealing with thoughts or thinking processes. It's the called the Vajji Sankara, means the energies and the patterns that produce these uh, streams of thought. Some good, some bad, some confusing. Brilliant necessary function of our lives, ability to think. You know, pity it doesn't switch off, isn't it? Uh, so we're just kind of trying to get a handle on some of that. You know, of course, all kinds of <coughs> things one can do. You know, it's basically, just keep turning back to your primary object of meditation. Sometimes just dispels just the general random static stuff that's drifting around, amusing, speculating, so on. Turn back. So it's just like coming to your breathing in, breathing out, and mind. It's okay. Where's the breath now? Pause. Where's the breath now? Where's your body now? So you use this vitaka as this moment of thought when you just point back to the, the relevant topic. You've got to recognize why, you know. Um, sometimes some things have to be thought about, you know. Sometimes our lives get so busy we never have time to really think. It's kind of bouncing. So sometimes you just think. <laughs> It's not a sin. It's kind of figure it out. What's really, you know, you need to think about, give some consideration to. It. It's not just the blanket. Stop thinking. And this, then you know, it's just even have that time when we're sitting meditating. Then you just get a sense of we actually are. Say so trying to focus on breathing in and out or being with the body, why? Well, I don't know, but you know, I guess, so when you're doing it, you know, some sense of wanting to get a bit deeper, and uh, and then actually deliberate thought is sometimes recommended, deliberately do some care for getting to the point, really. moment we have some silence and space, quiet time, perhaps it's a time when you can, you know, do some considered thinking. In fact, this is, you know, where the Buddha's enlightenment came from. Just, you know, it's realizing what's going on here. And then deciding, just came this memory of being a little boy sitting in the tree and then turning back to that and thinking, wasn't there? Calm, peaceful, peaceful. Oh yeah. So you know, that's been recognizing the sense of calm, cool, spaciousness, feeling comfortable, breathing in, breathing out. There's nothing wrong with this. So in a way, you know, if the Buddha hadn't let his mind wander, we'd never had Buddhism. This all came from <laughs> that movement. Then really, you know, if you are reflect thinking things through, you want to 
almost also listen to the quality of the mood uh, where you're getting a bit knotted up or frustrated or whatever and you just take your time slowly how's this considering it's in this and then if we get the particular thoughts we know are obstructive very difficult we can take another step which is to um, this is not getting anywhere just just put it down or we can start to topics that we find ourselves impassioned by and furious about disappointed by just look at it from another angle so maybe some sense of compassion or generosity is needed but uh very often we, we just try to say something's trying to be said here. So one thing I kind of encourage is to have a train of thought, just try to get the summary of that, what that train of thought, the mood of it, the energy of it, whether it's inquisitive, I want this, I want that, whether it's I need to become something, I need to get somewhere, or you know, whatever the whatever the direction of the train of thought is, so it's an emotional direction. You know? and so you just try to put that into one word: want, need, or don't want, or worried, or doubt, or agitated, or offended, or whatever. You just get down to the one word, so you you, you simplify that particular what that's about and then okay now you transferred it more to the emotional underpinning of that and uh, so you know transferring the thought to translating the thought into the mood that drives it by just you know pruning the thought down to just the one one theme the one the theme of the propellant of that thought so just a bit of introspection so we start to kind of trim away some of the, the narratives and the images and just go down to the underlying thing. And then this is the, the mood, bringing that in, oh, how does this feel? So then you translate it back to the direct feeling experience. Remember saying all dhammas contact, all dhammas converge on the feeling. That's where it's getting. Yeah. Okay. So this is where we... Uh, pause around that, that mood, that feeling, and uh, just viveka means you stop right there, best you can, and just widen, try to get the whole quality of the, the rising, the swelling of the feeling, and the mood, and the passing of it, swelling up. Perhaps it doesn't seem to pass, so you widen a bit more, come into your body, breathe in, breathe out. You give the, the, the feeling, the mood, some room to 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 be revealed. And um, interesting enough, generally within that, you begin to see there's, a, there's perhaps an assumption. You know, one, should, one needs to be something, or people shouldn't be a certain way, or I should be different than I am. That actually isn't correct. So you see the piece that needs to be 
Let go of So all our uh, moods and uh, uh, impressions have got some truth in them, um, but there's often a piece that's just not quite, that's not correct. Something could we expect ourselves to be calm or continually flawless, that's not the case. Or we expect that of another person, that's not the case. Or expect something to last that doesn't last. Yeah. Expect a constant, stable situation. Well, that doesn't happen. So it's generally around what are called these vipalasas. And the vipalasas are inversions, which means something we're seeing is slightly cockeyed. And generally it's to do with we expect things to be stable and permanent, lasting, that will actually. Well, no, they can't be, can they? Can they? Check it out. Yeah. Or we expect something to be satisfying, completely satisfying. It can't be. Check it out. Can it? Or we expect something to be mine and myself, some quality, I'd like to be that all the time. And it can't be. Or expect another person to be something constantly all the time. No, it's not in the contract. It can't happen. Oh. Yeah. So these are called vipalasas, or we see beauty in that which, or beauty attractiveness in that which is inherently just what it is. It's not. You know, bodies, for example, are like this. They're beautiful. They're just ugly. They're just this. So we see something, we something is implied that isn't actually there. Oh. So these are called the vipalasas. Vipalasas to do with perception and uh, views, and even vipalasa of chitta, which means that the chitta basically reacts, overreacts, expecting things to be um, fulfilling, which can't be. So, but then the dropping away of those people answers, this is fulfilling. This is a sense of spaciousness, a sense of freedom, that is fulfilling. Okay, so I'll just have a condensed way there and uh, give you time to uh, explore as they get. I wouldn't bother to try and bring things up, just spend your time, my opinion, spend your time finding where you're feeling good and comfortable and uh, enjoy that. And from time to time, you, know, you might notice stuff seems to be bothering you or, or uh, you know, things you want to give some attention to when you have your fully, you feel you've got a good basis, then you, you can apply yourself to, to that. And that certainly, when you do have the resources, is incredibly useful because this is where you start to see you can change your attitudes, you can change your lifestyle, you can change, you say, oh, yeah, I was, I was heading off wrong tangent. So this is really helpful for integration 
of one's Dhamma practice into how one lives. So I'll leave it there for the time being. Let's spend some time on direct practice. <coughs>